Details have been revealed about the Raptors players only meeting they had over the weekend, so we'll break down those deeds in this video as well as the Raptors grow Kyle Lowry being put on the trade block by the Miami Heat. So some people have been speculating about whether or not he'll return to Toronto, so we'll discuss all of that in this vid as well as a Wancho Hernan Gomez injury update. So a bunch of stuff to break down. Without further ado, let's jump straight into it. Hello everybody, Ben Melvis here, the Raptors Guy, just breaking down the latest Toronto Raptors news. And folks, if you've been enjoying the content as of late, definitely hit that subscribe button. It means the world to us, but let's dive in to the first topic of discussion. The first thing we're taking a look at is details revealed about the Raptors players only meeting. So after a couple of brutal losses, major blow or major deficits, especially in the first quarters against the New Orleans Pelicans and Brooklyn Nets, the Raptors had an internal discussion over the weekend that uh, all the beat reporters, beat reporters, players have been sort of chattering about over the weekend, saying how they want to figure out a way to right the ship. Things need to be aired out that had to be discussed to really get things back in the right direction because when you come out in two straight games where you're just playing ugly basketball, and sure they fought back, but the holes they dug themselves are just unacceptable for a Raptors caliber team, right? They want to, to figure things out, iron things out, and we've had a couple details revealed. And I guess the first thing, and maybe it shouldn't be called a players-only meeting because uh, Nick Nurse came out and said he didn't exactly call it a players-only meeting, but he did say that some guys gathered together to talk about getting off to better starts. They're not happy, they understand it's not what's acceptable around here, and they're working on getting through it. So, the first main focus of discussion, as I just sort of alluded to, is the starts of games. The Toronto Raptors have absolutely been selling the first quarters in these recent matchups, and it's been not a calm, not a crazy pattern over the course of the season, but they have gotten out to cold starts. Now, the Raptors have dealt with some injuries, and they've uh, switched the lineups up a little bit, and I'm still not 100% sold on Gary Trent Jr. coming off the bench, but... Coming out and the fact that they came in more locked in against the Orlando Magic made a made a point. The uh, Magic's head coach had came out and said in their postgame presser that they really took it to the Magic in the first quarter. So it's not just the Raptors saying it. The Magic side of things, too, were bringing up how the Raptors made a central focus to, from the jump, right, try to set the tone in this game and try to establish their dominance as a team. So... That's a, that's a central focus for this Toronto Raptors team, and hopefully we don't dig ourselves any more holes now that are as brutal as we've seen, right? We've had, obviously, those two games last week. Earlier in the season, we've had a lot of these fake comebacks that people have been talking about, so hopefully Toronto can stop putting themselves in holes where they just need to absolutely grind out a really strong third and fourth quarter to even be in competition to win the game, but... Fred VanVleet also had some comments uh, regarding the, the situation, regarding the meeting, saying that it was led by Fred VanVleet, uh, Fred VanVleet, Pascal Siakam, and Thaddeus Young. The Raptors held players only meeting on Friday after a Friday night's loss against the Brooklyn Nets, and their message was to come out and throw the first punch. So this wasn't directly said by uh, Fred VanVleet, but uh, it was spearheaded. The meeting was spearheaded by Fred, Pascal, and Thaddeus Young, and when you look at it, especially when people talk about tanking for Victor, and that was more of a discussion a couple seasons ago when we uh, had the, the fade for Cade sort of uh, debate going on. People wanted to sell Fred VanVleet, sell Pascal Siakam, sell low on all those dudes. But, you know, when you're trying to rebuild a roster, which we certainly were when we got rid of Kyle Lowry, when Kawhi, Serge Ibaka, Marcus Gasol, all those guys left in the span of two years, right? We went into a little bit of a rebuild, a little bit of a retool, but... It's smart, and you compare it to the team we actually faced over this weekend, who came out looking looking lethargic against the Raptors on Saturday night, but having vets around 
around guys like Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent Jr. I guess OG Anobi is sort of like mid-veteran, mid-role uh, mid player. But you need those types of veterans like Fred Van Vliet, like Pascal Siakam, like Thaddeus Young to you know, guide your group, to have these players-only meetings, to right the ship when things aren't sort of going right. And that's why I really like this roster construction with the Toronto Raptors sort of set up right now because they have a good mix of vets, championship-level vets with Pascal and Fred Van Vliet winning their chips, right? Young players and Scotty Burns, and then off the bench, you know, you have your young guys, Projects, Christian Coloco, Delano Banton, Gary Trent Jr., still really young, right? It's a nice mix of players that can all grow together and build. So it's nice to see the Raptors coming together and getting a nice win against Orlando, but as said, the game against the Boston Celtics will be a real test, whether we win or lose, but how we're going to play going forward. So... Hopefully this players only mean we're 1-0 since it's happened. Hopefully it, uh, the winning projections continue. But the next thing we're discussing, the next thing we're talking about in this video is Kyle Lowry on the trading block for the Miami Heat. Now, Kyle Lowry obviously is the Raptors' greatest player of all time due to, and according to a lot of uh, Raptors fans' opinions, according to most Raptors pundits, and news has come out that uh, Kyle Lowry, the Miami Heat, are willing to move on from Kyle Lowry per Rick Buecher. So... That's an interesting report that's coming out. Now, the Miami Heat have struggled to start off this season, but Kyle Lowry's actually been fairly, fairly solid for Miami. He hasn't, you know, there's a lot of talk about him having to lose weight coming into this year. You know, Miami Heat fans, the Heat culture, the, what's it, the cardio grinds that they rock out during the summers. People are like, oh, Kyle Lowry doesn't fit and all that. Well, looking at the stats and watching how the Heat play, he doesn't seem like to be the, the main reason that they're losing games down there in Miami. You look at his stats for the season, 15 points per game, five rebounds, six assists, one steal per night. You know, 35% from the field, uh, from the three-point line, 40% from the field, which is not that efficient. But he's out there just doing Kyle Lowry-esque things. And yes, he's older. Yes, there's probably an expectation injuries will come on. Maybe the Heat are saying, "Oh, let's sell high on Kyle Lowry while he's having a hot start to the year." But I'm assuming the Miami Heat are a team that uh, wants to win now. Given their uh, timeline with Jimmy Butler, they have Bam and Abayo. They're doing a similar thing the Raptors are doing. You know, they develop young players while keeping their vets around. They don't overtly tank. So, I'm trading Kyle Lowry. So, it caught me by surprise when I saw this report. Now, I don't think he has a lot of demand out there on the open market. It was, you know, I know he's had a poor start to the season. But it's looking like a, a nice deal for the Toronto Raptors that we ended up acquiring Precious Chua, Even though he's out of the minds of a lot of Raptors fans right now. But... I'm not going to speculate about what the Heat could get from where Kyle Lowry could end up, but I will spend a couple, maybe a minute or so, speculating. Will Kyle Lowry return to the team? Because once this news brought out, there's been a, you know, a subsection of Raptors fans that are saying, hey, maybe we should trade for the guy. I saw one hypothetical proposal on Twitter. The money doesn't even work, but saying maybe you should trade Trent for uh, Kyle Lowry and maybe get a piece back. I'm not trading Gary for Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, again... One of my favorite players of all time. I don't think we give actual assets up for him. I don't like his... And as soon as we signed it, right? We were on these vids saying $30 million for a year for three seasons for Kyle Lowry that's dealt with some injuries that was slowing down a little bit in his last season with uh, the Raptors. Right, That's a lot of money. We saw the wheels sort of fall off in the playoffs last year. And maybe the Heat are just trying to get any value they can back for him right now, but I wouldn't be giving up any young assets to acquire him, and I think given all the contract issues we have coming up and trying to pay guys like Gary Trent Jr., Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Precious Achua, all these dudes in the next two to three seasons, it doesn't make sense to add a $30 million contract that isn't going to be that impactful. 
you know, to $30 million worth to bring him back in. That's just my take. And, you know, sure, he'd be a perfect fit if, uh, you know, we're talking contracts aside, having him come off the bench right now for this team. Some people, a lot of people will probably start him over Fred VanVleet at this point. But, you know, having him come into this roster would be a huge plus, but I don't think it makes sense for a trade to happen. But if you guys can whip up a trade machine in the comment section, make something make sense, let me know in the comment section below. But the next thing we're discussing is a Wancho Hernan Gomez injury update. Now, since all the injuries have gone down, Wancho Hernan Gomez has actually provided, you know, he's given an opportunity. He's been providing solid minutes for this Raptors team, especially in terms of the defensive end. He's been mobile. He's been strong. He's been knocking down his threes. And people are pretty hyped up on the Cruz missile. So, uh, you know, while uh, we're, we're hyped for Bo Cruz, Wancho Hernan Gomez started to get his footing. Fortunately, last night went out with a little ankle sprain, and people weren't sure what uh how severe it's going to be because it sucks for a guy that just got his opportunity just earned his way into the rotation be sort of taken out by something like an injury but we got an update today which is pretty good news as it's uh coming from josh lewenberg saying that wancho hernan gomez sprayed his ankle uh, sprained his ankle in the first half and didn't return sounds like he'll go through further testing on it tonight and tomorrow so we have a sprained ankle for Wancho Hernan Gomez. So we know that that's the case. It's not fractured or anything crazy. No ligaments seem to be torn or anything like that. So hopefully if it's a mild sprain, he'll return fairly soon. But it's tough to sort of get the timeline on things when they just say something as vague as an ankle sprain. Once we get the details on that, we'll definitely uh, let you guys know. But that's the one update because I know some people were worried about what's going to happen with uh, Wancho Hernan Gomez because he's been playing very solid, especially with Otto Porter Jr. out. He's a guy we like to have into the lineup. But the final thing we're discussing in this video is Terrence Ross return to the Raptors. And uh, this one's a meme. There's no reports about it. There's no nothing crazy. But what sparked this, uh, this thought, this little tangent I'm throwing at the end of the video, is uh, Doug Smith following the Raptors uh, game against the Magic. Terrence Ross had a really, really nice performance. The Magic barely played him, it felt like, in the game. He didn't miss a shot. He was hitting all his threes. And Doug Smith basically said, Terrence Ross, man. The dude uh, can flat out shoot. Would be a hell of an addition here. Talking about uh, him joining the Toronto Raptors. So, gave me a little tangent brain. You know, we just talked about potentially acquiring Kyle Lowry. The Terrence Ross contract is definitely more acquirable. Definitely uh, makes more sense given the career trajectory of Terrence Ross. He's basically in the prime of his career right now. Especially as a three-point shooter. And he's putting up some solid stats this season. Right, nothing too, too crazy. But nine points per game. Two rebounds, one assist, and shooting 40% uh, from the three-point line, 44% from the field. It's just a guy that can flat-out score. And in recent seasons, you know, he goes up and down. Obviously, Terrence Ross, he's by no means consistent. But when he's hot, he can have a serious impact off the bench for a team. And it doesn't seem like he's getting utilized down there for the Orlando Magic. And it doesn't seem like they want to have a lot of vets down there in, uh, in Orlando regardless. So... I don't know. The Toronto Raptors could buy low on a Terrence Ross. Three-point shooting is always a huge asset. I'm not totally against what Doug Smith is saying, but uh, you know, another player for you guys to trade machine in the comment section. But folks, you guys are the best to make this far. Check out the, the Instagrams and popping recently. Definitely subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and you're enjoying the content. But I'm signing out. You guys are the best. Cheers.